Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. I don't know who planned it so that I'd have to follow the youth orchestra. I'm really thankful when I see our young people using their gifts and talents for God, and it really does give me hope because I grew up in a church And I'm sure that my parents' generation wondered if there would be a church if it were up to my generation. And yet God has moved and worked in my generation, and we have built this church together. And it really gives me a lot of hope for the future, that I believe our next generation that's rising right in front of us is going to take good care of the gospel and good care of the church. And it really gives me a lot of hope. You know, if you've been with us for a little bit, In the last several weeks, we've been going through a period called Advent, where we prepare for the arrival of Jesus as we celebrate his birth. And one of the things that happens during that time is we try to shed light on different ways that Jesus reveals himself to us. Who is Jesus to us? And we've been building up slowly until today, and today we're going to talk about Jesus, who is what? Can you read it? The light of the world. Here's the truth, though. There are times when we prefer it to be dark, right? What are some times when you want it to be dark? When you're sleeping, for sure. I cannot sleep with any light around. I really need it to be dark when I sleep. So sure, when you're sleeping, you want it to be dark. When else do you want it to be dark? When you're watching a movie, yes. Yes, I lo- yes at the movie theater, that's right. You want it to be nice and dark. So there are, and there are other times too when you want it to be dark. I find it hard to dance at a dance party when all the lights are on because I'm not a good dancer. So I like it when the, it's a little bit dark so no one can quite see what I'm trying to do. I think there are times when we prefer it to be dark. But here's the thing. We like it when it's dark because we know that we can control the darkness. We can always turn the lights back on, and I think that's the reason we're able to face the darkness. I think that's why for a lot of people, it's a little bit depressing during winter when it gets dark so early in the day, right? I mean, what time does the sun go down these days? Like 5 o'clock or something, right? I don't like that. I like it in the summer when the sun goes down at 9 p.m., and we have daylight most of the day. But what can you do about it if you live in Chicago and it's wintertime, the sun will go down to five. Can you do anything to change that? I think that's one of the reasons it makes us sad at winter is that it gets dark and I can't do anything about it. It's interesting that before God made everything, Genesis describes that the the entire universe was just dark and formless and empty. So darkness marks what the world is like before God gets involved. And what is the first thing that God created? Do you remember? The very first thing which God creates out of that darkness and emptiness. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the first thing that God ever calls good is light in the midst of darkness. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from darkness. Even though sometimes we want it to be dark, 
God made us in a way that we want the light more than the dark. When a person always wants to be in the dark, we usually say something is not quite going right in their lives. If you met me and you found out that I always want to be in the darkest room of my house, all by myself with the lights off 24 hours a day, would you say I'm a healthy person? I'm a happy person? You would say something's not right because we're made for the light. That is how God put us together. Did you know that the darkness is not a thing? There's no real such thing as darkness. Darkness is only the absence of light. That's why you can't turn the dark on. Can you go into your house and turn the switch to turn the dark on? All you can do is get rid of the light. Have you gone to the store to buy a dark bulb? Here's a bulb that if you plug it in, it'll make everything dark. There's no such thing. If someone tries to sell you that, they're stealing from you. Darkness is nothing. Darkness is the absence of light. And when light enters, it changes everything. Do you know that 700 years before Jesus was born, a man named Isaiah, who was a prophet in Israel, he wrote these words. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. He said that our world is like a land in deep, deep darkness. But that one day in the future, someone would come who would bring light into the darkness of our world. 700 years later, when Jesus was born, the Apostle John said that those words Isaiah spoke were pointed to Jesus. John 1.9 says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus is the light that comes into the darkness of our world. And if you've ever experienced a time when you felt like your life was very dark or the world around you was very dark, you know how important it is to hear that light is coming. I want to invite some of our seed students to come to the front and they've prepared something special to help us worship Jesus and celebrate him because he is in fact the light of the world. Can we welcome them just with some applause? I want to really thank the kids from the youth orchestra and this body worship. They've been practicing for a really long time. They've been really committed to this. And I'm really, really grateful at how hard you've all worked for the adults that have helped prepare them. Uh, Special shout out to Lincoln, the only boy who had the guts to be out there. That's awesome. Thank you, everyone for the way that you contribute to our corporate worship of God. You know, what the kids helped us see in such a beautiful visual way is that Jesus is the light of the world. And when you say that, it it sounds instinctively good, but why is it good? What does light bring into our lives? What's the benefit or the value of light? Well, there's lots of things light brings, but here's two things I think you need to be mindful of. Light brings truth. And here's what I mean by that. Light helps us see things as they really are. That's why when I'm dancing, I want it to be as dark as possible. I don't want you to see how bad I am at dancing. Light makes everything visible. Do me a favor. Close your eyes right now for one second. Close your eyes. Tight. Don't cheat. 
Do you remember who is sitting at your table and what position everyone's sitting in? Yes? No? Some of you are smart. Some of you have no idea who's sitting next to you or across from you. Do you remember what the room looks like? How many Christmas trees there are up? Where the lights are? Where I'm standing? Would you be confident right now with your eyes closed to walk up to me right now? You can open your eyes again. If you ask someone who is blind, they will tell you that one of the hardest things is to live in a busy, chaotic world, not able to see what's really there in front of us. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's always there, but light helps us to see what has been there all along. Do you know that some of us need to know the truth about ourselves? And some of us need to know the truth about other people around us and about our world. And without light, it's impossible to know what's really true. Here's another thing that light brings. Light brings hope. You know, we can handle the dark because we know we can always turn the lights back on. We can face nighttime because we know that morning is coming. But what if we can't control when the lights come back on? I don't know if you've ever seen this place before. It used to be called Barrow, Alaska. It is now called Utkiagvik. It's a hard name to say, but it's the northernmost city in the United States. It's above the Arctic Circle in Alaska. And because of where it is on the earth, listen to this. It is nighttime during the winter there for more than 60 days in a row. If you have seasonal affective disorder, never move to Utkiavik, Alaska. The sun set on November 19th this year, and it will not rise again until January 23rd next year. Just think about what it's like to live in that place, where every day you go to bed, you wake up, it's still nighttime. And the truth is, this is a good example of the way some people feel in their lives or when they look at the world around them. Imagine what the people in the Ukraine feel right now or many other parts of the world where there's war or famine and great suffering. Imagine some of your friends or your family members who are having a hard time. It feels just like that. Like the light isn't going to come on. It's going to stay dark forever. There's, and when it's dark like this and we cannot make light come on, we're tempted to lose hope, aren't we? When the Bible tells us that Jesus is the light of the world, it brings hope because what it reminds us of is that darkness never lasts forever as long as Jesus lives. He brings us the hope that he has a power we don't have. I can't make the lights come on, but he has light within him. In Matthew 5.14, Jesus says a remarkable thing to his followers. And in a sense, he's saying it to you and me. He says that you and I, we, are the light of the world. What could that possibly mean? I know that he is the light of the world, but what does he mean when he says that I am the light of the world? Does that mean that I can make light where there is darkness? That I can walk into a room and make people happy or make people less sad? I don't know if you recognize 
this creature, but it's one of many kinds of animals that live in the ocean in the deepest part of the sea where it's so deep down, even sunlight cannot get down there. And because it's so dark, these creatures, some of them, can make their own light. Older students, do you know what that we, that's called? Do you know what we call that? Someone shout it out. Oh, man, you kids are, Harvest kids are smart. Bioluminescence. Some of the grown-ups are like, bio what? You just taught them something. We call it bioluminescence when an animal can make its own light. Is that what Jesus means? Does he mean that somehow we as human beings can make our own light? Well, I'm not a jellyfish. Are you a jellyfish? I try sometimes to make my own light, but here's one thing I learned. I can't do it. Here's what Jesus means when he says that. I would love to be that jellyfish. I would never need a nightlight. I'd never be scared at night to go to the bathroom. But here's the great news. There is light in us, but it's not light that we make by ourselves. John 8.12 says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I, Jesus speaking about himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here's a great promise Jesus is making here. There is light in this universe we can have within us, but it doesn't come from us. Our light is not our own. It is borrowed light. It is reflected light. The light of Jesus enters the lives of those people who what? What does the verse say? Who follow him. It doesn't just enter the lives of people who want the light. Everyone wants the light. But it is when we follow Jesus that his great light comes into all the dark places inside of us and then it shines out through us to the world around us. That light of Jesus in us allows us to carry truth and hope wherever we go. That light within us lets us carry that truth and hope wherever we go. I want to show you what darkness really feels like. Can we plunge this room into darkness for a second? Don't get scared. Let's turn off the screen as well. Do you see how dark it is in here? Hold up your hand. Can you see your own hand? Darkness this heavy is hard to take. And sometimes our world or our life feels like this. Imagine if this darkness just lasted forever, how hopeless you would feel. Here's the amazing thing. In all of this darkness, and we can unplug that clock. Just, just unplug it. It's okay. In all of this darkness, just one single light is visible. Do you see it? Way back in the back of the room, can you see this light? No matter how dark it is, no matter how heavy the darkness feels, 
Just one light can break through the darkness. No matter how dark it is, it cannot conquer even one small light. But here's the big question. I'm just one person in a big world. What real difference can my little light make? Well, the good news is I'm not alone. There are other people around me in this world who also carry in them the light of Jesus. As you look around the room, you're going to see lights starting to come on. And what was just one light turns out to be more than just one light because there's more than one of us. Here's the greater news. This light of Jesus in us doesn't have to stay just in us. As we turn to our neighbors and touch their lives, and at the tables there should be little lights being passed around. Here's what I want you to do. Don't turn your light on yet. As the people with the light on touch your candle, I want you to turn on your candle. And then once your candle is lit, I want you to touch the candle of the person next to you. <clears throat> we can turn that light off for now, please. Okay? And just keep doing that. In some cases, you're going to have to walk to another table to light their candle. And that's the way life works. Sometimes the people who need the light are not close to us. We have to go to them to light their candle. Let me do that here. As your candle is lit, I want you to hold it up and see what this room starts to look like. When we begin to touch the life of other people with the light of Jesus that is in us, even a great darkness gets pushed away. And little by little, these lights inside of us start to make a difference. We're a small church in a big city. And each of us is just a small person in a big world. But Jesus is the great God. He has power we don't have, and he can push back all the darkness. The darkness of war and sadness, of broken families of disease and illness, these things which defeat us, Jesus can carry us through. Where there is no hope, Jesus can bring hope. And where people cannot see what is real, Jesus can shine the light of truth. We can turn these front lights back on here on the, the Christmas lights. And here's what I want to do. With our lights turned on, I have never led singing in 30 years at this church but I think it would be right for us to sing a song together. It's an old, simple song. Miss Sue suggested that we do this, and it, may, it feels right. Let's sing a little song called This Little Light of Mine. You know this song? Kids probably know it. Because it reminds us that this little light of mine, combined with all the other lights in this room, can do something powerful. It simply goes like this. Sing with me. 
this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Even in my home. Even in my home. I'm gonna let it shine. Even in my home, I'm gonna let it shine. Even in my home, even when it's hard, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Last verse. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go. I'm gonna let it shine everywhere I go. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I hope you won't forget this experience because a room that was so so dark was lit up just by our little lights, and everywhere we go, we're gonna meet people. Who need the light of Jesus that lives in us? This is the thing that we're celebrating at Christmas time. It's not presents. It's that God brought light into our dark world, and He put that light into each of us who follows Him. Isn't that a great, great hope? We're going to turn the lights back on. So just shield your eyes, as Buzz Lightyear says. Shield your eyes. <clears throat> And at your tables, you're going to find something. There's a little jar. It should be one for each household at the table. If you don't have enough, and singles, you count as a household. Take one for yourself.、Uh, there are extra kits in the back table. There, if you need one, just wave your hand. Someone will bring one to you. And it's a little craft which is designed to remind you of the light of Christmas. There are stickers on a sheet, little black stickers that you can put on. And don't worry about the stickers being perfect. Such is life. Some things are imperfect. But you're going to put them on that jar, and then drop some tea lights in there and light them up, and you'll see that it lights up that jar. Let's spend about five minutes or so working on those crafts, maybe seven minutes, and then when things wind down, our praise team will come back up and lead us in some closing songs. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.